Blog Talk Radio. doing today fxe live we are on fire edition this is the show tonight i promise you we've got a lot of people listening in from the wrestling world because i've taken the time to reach out you know folks it is fxe live florida extreme entertainment live for a reason yes we cover wwe but you know, we have our own brand, and this is why this podcast is here, is because our own brand is coming up and coming out there. Because, honestly, the fantasy jester thought I can do it better than a lot of the guys out there. And, uh, I, listen, they do their thing, all these places, wonderful, hardworking guys. God bless you all. I have uh, uh, my own direction. I think I'd like to take wrestling and tonight, tonight, it's one of those things that you got to put yourself on the map. You have to put yourself on the map, and you have to go ahead and distinguish yourself a little different from everybody else. And later on tonight in the podcast, we're going to talk FXE. Somebody has asked me. A distinct question. What brought this on was somebody asked me a very distinct question. Extreme. What do you mean by extreme? And, you know, I'm noticing one thing. Having that name in the title is a cursing and a, it's a curse and a blessing. You know, uh, it's been difficult to find venues that will accept you because they don't trust you to not go extreme without telling them that you're going to go extreme. So that's turned into a little bugaboo, but you got people wondering, and the biggest question is, what do you mean by extreme? What do you mean by extreme? And I've had this one guy in particular hounding me. What do you mean by extreme? Tonight, we are going to talk about what I mean by extreme. I promise you that. You know, first we're going to go ahead. We've got a lot to talk about. WWE, there's a lot to talk about. Survivor Series this past weekend, unbelievable time. And then to end it with Goldberg, what was it, minute 38, something along those lines. And, you know, it it left the wrestling world upset. And I've got my own opinion about all of that as well. We're going to bring in JT, obviously. We're going to bring in, those of you new to the show, JT, Jason Townsend. You find him over on Twitter, Fez, F-E-Z-437. Ask him any kind of question about sports or 
his love life anything. I'm, he, she, I'm sure he'd be happy to hear from you uh, asking about his love life as well. Uh, and uh, I would direct all questions to him uh, regarding that as well. Uh, as many as you can, uh, send it on over to him. Then, um, you know, like I said, we're going to bring him in. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the uh, Raw SmackDown, obviously. And then, again, we're going to talk about FXE. You know, and it's not just what am I talking about with Extreme. We also have this challenge that has been thrown down for this December 3rd. And uh, we're going to meet that challenge, folks. We, we, we can't wait to talk about that as well. We'll get to that, but before I do, let's bring him in, Jason Townsend. JT, how are you tonight? Jester, my love life. The list is long but distinguished, I will admit that. But, uh, you know, Extreme, I hear listen to you talk about Extreme. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited to be part of this is because it will be Extreme in some ways that, oh, let's just say it's lacking in the rest of the wrestling productions out there. So, you know, I'm excited uh, my favorite meal of the year is tomorrow. How can I not be excited? We got wrestling, and like you said, Survivor Series was insane. Uh, the way that ended, totally. That's the most surprised I've been since The Undertaker lost at Mania, so lots to get to. Yeah, a lot to get to, and like you said, tomorrow, the uh, well, if you're a guy my size, of course you're going to like tomorrow. It's a day <laughs> where you're going to eat a lot of food, and uh, you know, it, it's no secret, I am large, so uh, of course I'm going to love tomorrow and all the food that it brings. And I hope uh, everybody, wherever you are, I hope you are as blessed to have a good Thanksgiving. Don't forget those in your thanks uh, that you ask to look out for those who are way less fortunate than a, a good deal, uh, many of us. So please make sure you keep them in your prayers. Help out. I know uh, uh, several of us go down to the local food bank and either donate food or help feed. And, you know, there's uh, right. I'm not trying to preach to my fans, but I can promise you one thing. Do it once and get back to me if there's any better feeling in the world. No, you know, real real quick, Jester, if you don't mind me saying about that. There are a few people I'd like to throw some thanks out there for providing me to have the ability to have a day like tomorrow. And that's our military personnel, our police, fire, and rescue. Because without these people, days like tomorrow don't happen. So thank you to you guys for providing the way of life we have. So I just want to get that out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so there's a lot to be thankful for. And I hope everybody just uh, really does take time out and, and maybe – maybe just carry it over an extra day or two. Let it stick with you. Just how how good a life uh, you probably have uh, over a lot of people who uh, are doing a lot worse out there. I I can assure you that folks WWE came up with, uh, you kind of had that feeling right from the start. It's going to be a swervy kind of night and uh, it followed through to the end. One of the things about the ladies' match, though, that I came away with is uh, how long do you think – how much longer are you – I'm thinking probably WrestleMania. Probably for WrestleMania is when we see Nia Jax versus Charlotte for the belt. Does that sound about right to you? 
Yeah, they, they teased us a little bit the other night. I think it was on Raw when they had her come down and interrupt Charlotte, and then she quickly says, yeah, I'm not here for you. Uh, so that seems about right. You know, time enough time to build up some kind of feud. Maybe we get a little taste at the Rumble. Maybe, maybe. My thing is, though, you know, they have to. They have to go that way. When you go ahead and you put her in the ring and she's laying the smack down on the smack down crew, one by one, I mean, it really, they look like little kids against the grown woman. And right. it'll, it'll be good when they finally do get around to the Nia Jax versus Charlotte. And I think it might happen down here in Florida, folks. I, I really, that's where I think it's all going to go down. That would be who, good. Who do you see? Who do you see as the baby face in that uh, matchup? Oh, it'll have to, it, it definitely will be, uh, it'll, it'll end up being Nia Jax because Charlotte is just going to stay. She's a flare. She's going to stay. She's going to stay heel. Right. She plays that role well, nice. Of, I don't see that changing. The part of that that concerns me, though, is if you look at, you know, the greatest example I can give you is Mark Henry. Anytime he was a heel, completely unstoppable. Anytime he was a face, Hornswoggle could get in the ring and pin it. Right. So I hope they don't follow suit on that with Nia Jax. But, you know, it's funny, the buildup, we've talked about it for months on this show, the buildup of her, you know, monster persona, the same as Braun Strowman's, and both of those went out with a whimper, if you think about it, at Survivor Series, so kind of the opposite of their buildup. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely was. And, you know, here's an interesting thought on that. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they're going to uh... – Maybe they'll have Charlotte turn around, become nice. You know, what better way to get her father back up on the screen for a couple more times and, you know, Vince roll out Nate that, pulled that carpet. Nate, Nate has pulled off being a face a few times. Yeah, that's a, you know, so I, I think, uh, you know, this way, if she turns face, you know, it allows her to uh, make up with her dad and, Right. This, that, the other, and so you know, and get Ric Flair back out there for a couple more woos of his own, and uh, you know, I, I have to ask you though, to the I know you're not a, I know you're not a betting man, but what do you think the odds are if she turns face and brings her dad? I bet back, I am. That they could, <laughs> that, well, you know, not that you are, but they they could get Halle Berry to be their manager at ringside. Oh wow, wow, wow. Um, I'm just curious, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I'm gonna leave that. I'm just, I, I'm gonna roll right you're, along. You're a bad Let me influence ask you something. on me, man. Huh? You're a bad influence on me. Yes, uh, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I, I embrace myself and being a bad influence like it's a warm blanket. <laughs> Almost I would like be lost without. Down. I'd be lost without my binky of without sarcasm. Yeah, my binky of sarcasm. Well, oh, that's a hell of a binky. Oh, it, 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 and you know, it's old, too. It's very old. I've had this binky a long time. <laughs> uh, let me tell you. Anyway, uh, what did you think? I, I, I was pretty sure if I heard correctly, there was so much going on at the production meeting with the buzz about this show and what we're doing. Uh, I didn't quite get your whole vibe on that uh, on a tag team match. I, I got the impression you weren't happy. 
Uh, the tag team match just seemed like it was all over the place. Um, it was, I mean, my my second choice, I have to say, I picked Alpha to win it. I said my second place team would be Cesaro and Sheamus because they do like odd pairings. I don't see how that furthers the tag team division, though, because Daniel Bryan insistently keeps mentioning Cesaro for SmackDown, and I think that's going to happen at some point soon. So I really don't think they did anything to build any of the tag teams. I mean, you have the champs go out as quickly as they did. Didn't make sense to me. It was a little – it felt like it was just thrown together at the last minute. It didn't – yeah, I – I I don't know if something had changed, but it wasn't as smooth as you'd like. And it really didn't have any, like you said, it didn't seem to have any rhyme or reason to it. You know, it wasn't like any stories. To me, it doesn't seem like many stories were built up from it. Um, And then now the, the one story that could be built from it, you know, from the whole night in particular, okay, I, I, they've backed off of one minute you have the shield working together and the next minute, maybe they're backing away. I think they're just drawing that out and will eventually keep working towards putting them together. What do you think about that part of the night? Yeah, that, I mean, everybody was waiting for it. I knew, you knew it. You knew Ambrose was going to come out at that point, uh, the way he left the, the ring earlier in that match. Uh, but it's like they're dangling the carrot. They're basically saying, here, we're just going to give you a little sniff of that carrot, uh, but we're going to pull that back. So I agree with you. And honestly, let's be real. The Shield reuniting is a WrestleMania moment. You know, that's something that happens in a huge paper. Yeah. You like WrestleMania. You know, so I, obviously I think WrestleMania, you're going to see something. Maybe you see a Cesaro for Ambrose type of trade coming up. Because I'm waiting for this. Okay, so let's say Orton stays with uh, Wyatt. Let's say the Shield reunites. Sorry, by the way. Kudos to Orton for breaking character and consoling um, Shane McMahon's family ringside when he took that bump off the coast to coast and got speared. Don't know if you saw that. Sloppy uh, spear. I don't know. Um, Orton's a class act, plain and simple. Just want to get that out there. Orton's a class act, but he comes from, uh, you know, his family uh, of wrestlers. And just really, they've been, uh, every turn, every chance, everything I've read on Orton, nobody, I've never really heard any controversy, anything negative uh, from him or the people around him. He stays pretty low-key for a superstar. So that, that's, to me, at least he does. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I've missed something somewhere along the line, and I probably have. You're being quiet. <laughs> no, no. I actually agree with you there completely. It's, I mean, well, he's oh, why you're being quiet. Here there. Right, never mind. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I was letting you listen. Yeah, I was listening to you. But, you know, you're talking about Orton with the Wyatt family. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that RKO on Seth Rollins was sick. So now let me ask you though. So continuing on in my point with you've got him and Bray and you probably might get the shield together. Ah, wait a minute. 
what's the chances then of all of a sudden AJ Styles back with Gallows and Anderson? Now another reunion? Well, that's I mean, just, let's just be to real. me. Go ahead. One of the great things about wrestling in the Attitude Era were the stables. Right. You know, Undertaker and his different stables, you know, DX, uh, you know, all the different stables that were out there. That was one of the great things about it. And, and they're setting it up. I mean, maybe it's a coincidence, but like you're saying, they're setting it up for there to be several strong threesomes or more uh, where they can really do some stuff storyline-wise. So I love yeah. seeing him with the Wyatts. I think he's perfect for him. I mean, there's a bunch of things you can do. You can do a cameo where uh, The Rock joins the Usos for one, you know, one or two programs. And yeah. There's your threesome there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can really yeah. get good with this. At least I know I could personally. But well, uh, I like that thought. I didn't even think of that. That would be nice, you know. You could work some uh, an angle like that. That would be that would be nice. I like that one, but um, that's just me. And uh, you know, talking about what I would do, folks. Later on in the show, we have an announcement, and there's a reason why I don't normally just go ahead and, you know, I understand the business is to tease and to tease, and I'm never one in that whole show long tease kind of thing, and. I'm not going to make it the whole show without giving it to you, but it is big enough that I can't give it to you yet. And uh, we have an announcement for FXE for a match in 2017 that will put us, FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment, on the map. And uh, as I tweeted Vince today and uh, WWE and Triple H, um, I said, uh, I, I made sure I let them know, don't look now, look who's coming up behind you. Uh, and for them to pay attention to this, uh, this announcement yeah. today, that's the, that's the, the kind of announcement. Room. That's the kind of I'll announcement I'm going to be bringing. Um, oh, you, your announcements usually come with some thunder. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. If I, yeah, and if I'm doing this kind of build-up, folks, I'm not doing it just for the sake of hearing me so that I've got nothing for you. Oh, speaking of nothing for you, I do have something for everybody. Folks, listen, you know, it's not just FXE Live that we do. We do other podcasts, all right? If you're new to the show, and I've got something for everybody. Listen, Saturday night, we have a very special Fantasy Jester show. Everyone that tunes in, now listen, 8 p.m. Saturday night, Fantasy Jester Show. Everyone that tunes in, a free cheeseburger, courtesy of the Fantasy Jester. Listen in Saturday night, and you'll get your details. Free cheeseburgers by the Fantasy Jester, folks. Ooh, ooh, I'm going to sign in on multiple devices. <laughs> no problem. You'll be able to hear the announcement and everything, and hear me in stereo. Then, uh, and oh, well, also absolutely. besides being able, besides being able to hear me and JT on iTunes under the Fantasy Justice Show, where you have all our podcasts as well, folks. And also, you can go to the website that brings all this good stuff: FantasyJusticeSports.com. Um, JT, 
So let's get to the monkey in the room that WWE has presented us. Goldberg wins against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I was he shocked. wins I was in a minute. Yeah, in 30, 48 seconds. Eight seconds. Oh, 38 seconds. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I cheated Brock out of 10 seconds there. Yeah, I'll I, let you I, take I, a I swing at this first, and then I've got something to say. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I completely – first clean loss he's had since WrestleMania 29. Uh, absolutely did not see that coming in any way, shape, or form. Was completely shocked when he come right out and speared him. I'm thinking, okay, wasn't – oh, wait, a second spear. Oh, he's going for the jackhammer. What do you mean it's over? Okay, you know, was this some sort of dream sequence where they having fun with us? Um, and then the show ended. And the funny part about that is WWE advertised this as a four-hour show, and it ended mm. just before 1030. So yeah. a three-and-a-half-hour show. So, I mean, they cut that short for WWE stories or whatever it was. Um, you know, I kind of thought after that match that there had to be something more in the works for Goldberg, but – to, to this moment, I still can't believe Brock Lesnar signed off on this. Um, I can, and here, first, let me get to that point, okay? I can believe that he signed off on it, and that's why it was short. He wasn't going to listen. It doesn't make sense, first of all, from his standpoint, to take a beating in the ring. Okay, a long-lasting beating in a ring. It doesn't make sense for two reasons. One, all right, is the idea that he's not going to want to be exposed to that when he could take the loss and claim I I was caught off guard, which is where they're going to go with this. Okay, (laughs) they're going to pull the caught off guard. Listen, Here's one of the great things, folks, about, you know, if you ever have the chance to sit down with a wrestling Hall of Famer, I highly suggest it. And this is why. One of the things that when I sit down and I watch the shows at times with Jimmy Hart, he shows me some of the tells and what to look for. And I've gotten pretty good at looking for it. And here's what's happening. Okay. First off, I knew something was up. When Heyman didn't talk much when it came out, that caught my attention. Hmm, maybe something's up. Second, when Lesnar goes down, the beast incarnate goes down from a shove and stays down with the look of shock on his face. That was it. <clears throat> I knew. This, this, isn't, this is not what everybody's going to expect, I can promise you, right then and there. And they kept it short. They kept it short for a couple of reasons, okay? First of all, probably because, yeah, Goldberg's getting back into – you can be in shape. And listen, I've heard people say he's not in shape. You know what? Yeah, maybe he's not Goldberg of 20 years, but you know what? You know, when you're 49, you let me know if you're the same as you were 20 years ago, too. That man's in pretty damn good shape. Ring shape is another thing. Getting back used to the constant bumps, bruises, and sores, aches, pains, and all that, okay, 
is something that you've got to work back into, especially after a 12-year hiatus. So the match was going to be short for that and also for the story that, hey, listen, after 12 years off, he wasn't going to last a big, long match and get into this big brawl with Lesnar, who has been fighting this whole time. That makes even less sense. So from a storyline sense, okay, yes, I believe that having him knock out Lesnar quick is good because you can make it believable. My client, Barack Lesnar, was caught off guard and all that. Okay, so anyway, but here's the best part. It sets you up for what's coming down the road now. This is what Vince does. And they finally did it right. You know, here, let me explain something to you wrestling fans out there. How wrestling fans in the sport of wrestling is completely different than any other sport out there. If this story played out, once upon a time, folks, Gordy Howe, at the age of 55, played in the NHL, and he played well, and he was a hero for it. Nobody questioned whether or not it was believable that this guy at the age of 50-something would be coming back, playing with 20-year-olds in a violent sport like the NHL. He was embraced. The whole idea was embraced. What a great story. And this here, if it was any sport other than wrestling, guy comes back, 12-year hiatus. His family is, I mean, this is things that they, they, they make in Hollywood. His family's in the stands and all this stuff, okay? And he's going to win. And everybody should be cheering and yelling and screaming and happy. And all you have from the wrestling crowd is everyone is pissed. Pissed. I, I just, I just, I agree because let me tell you, I was a little disappointed that that's the direction that they went with it. Surprised? No. Certainly not surprised after the first two tells that I, I saw coming into the match, okay? Um, but, no, uh, only in wrestling could that have been a bad thing where that's not a good story of how that happened. And it's just funny. It's just an example of how we look at things through different sports. Gordy Howe was revered for coming back and doing well, Okay. Let, uh, he knocks out Lesnar quick, and everybody's like, oh, the world is ending. What is right, WWE right. doing? Well, let me ask you this, Jester. Now, I can't believe I'm actually agreeing with the guy whose name is Psycho Sid for Sid Vicious, but I Ooh. read a tweet from him, uh, read a tweet from him basically saying, wait a minute, you've let this guy dominate the entire WWE roster for the last four years and you have him lose a match that's been publicized this much without getting a shot in. Now, I know right. that wasn't 141 characters, but I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, you know, there is some – I think he's got a point there. Without a question. Without a question. He's, you know, Sid's got – he's always been uh, the kind of guy who has a good perspective uh, of wrestling and everything. He doesn't mind speaking his mind. And uh, matter of fact, it's funny, 
I just uh, got his number the other day and I'm getting ready to call him. So uh, we're going to try and have him out at one of our shows uh, to do a little meet and greet, a little signings and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. He he seems like a really good guy to uh, deal with from what I've heard. A friend of a friend knows him and all that stuff. You know how that goes. That's how I got the number. And uh, really just, uh, you know, great great guy from what I'm being told. So I'm looking forward to speaking with him, you know, and speaking of FXE and the things that are coming up folks, you know, we're going to get back to WWE in a minute. You know, FXE has got this uh, challenge that's coming up. Ah, you thought I was going to talk about next year's show. Not yet, boys and girls, it's coming. But We've got this December show and the challenge that was put out there by the Puerto Rican Hound Dog. Wanting to did you see, say challenge? Uh, did I say challenge? It seemed like a challenge. I think it was supposed it's to been, be a challenge. It was supposed to be a challenge, yeah. Well, and it is. It has turned out a challenge. And here's what's going on, okay? You know, um, for those of you who haven't been able to pay attention to some of what's going on, let me fill you in. As we get ready, December 3rd, there's going to be a show. It's by Amp Wrestling. It's, uh, you know, it's Hound Dog's uh, deal over there. Okay, and here's what's going to happen. December 3rd in Port Ritchie, and I'll give the address in a little while. December 3rd, Port Ritchie, there's going to be a Christmas bash. Now, there's going to be a couple of matches beforehand that are his guys, And they are basically going to, uh, it's an audition. We've got Troy Hollywood versus James Morrison in the first match, okay? We've got Rome versus Taino in the second match, uh, a matchup of two big boys. There's some size there. Yeah, there's some real good size there, so I'm interested. And, and you know, I really want to see what Troy Hollywood does. Uh, this is an interesting guy. This is a guy that, JT, I'm telling you, this is a guy I think that I might like for FXE. So I'm looking forward to seeing him okay. in the ring. Okay. Then You're we got a two other. Hat on. Yeah, no, I've had my scout hat on for a little while now. And that's that's how come I'm happy with, you know, how things are going because – We've added to the roster little by little, and we've added a lot of quality. I mean, quality wrestlers, well-trained from great schools. And, uh, and now I'm going to have uh, the third match here is going to be Nick Nero versus Mason come from Hound Dog School. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty much, you know, they're amp guys. And mm-hmm. I want to see. He, he, he talks highly of them. Okay, I've seen a little bit of them. Yeah, I want to see. I, I want to see what they look like in person, though. Okay, for a little bit. You're now, one of the guys he was talking about last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is this is something that I, I'm looking forward to. And then we'll take a you know a little bit of a break, and then we're going to show them how FXE does it. And again, folks, this is Port Ritchie, Florida, December third. Doors are going to open up at 6.30. First bell is at 7. Not going to want to miss this. As we bring, FXE will be bringing American Militia. JT, are you ready? Not one. Yeah, oh, you know I am. Not two. 
three guys, seven foot three FXE American militia will be facing three of the AMP guys. They're going to try and beat him, and they're going to see if they have enough firepower in three guys to take the big man down. There's you the got match. the three-on-one match. Kudos. I didn't know if you were going to be able to get that done. I mean, I should have known better. It's you. But, uh, this, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it was simple. They thought that – well, see, at first, um, they thought that two guys would be able to do it. And I said, well, if two guys are able to do it, then three should be a piece of cake, right? They're like, yeah. I go, then what are you afraid of? It was pretty simple from there. Yeah. So well, that sounds like about the way you go about things. I like it. I, I don't. I, you know me. I, I'm not about all the hearts and flowers. I'll cut it right to the bone. Here's how I'm looking <laughs> at it. And, and yeah, if it, I don't know, what's the problem? I, I I'm saying he could be three guys. You're saying he can't? I I don't know. We, seems like a simple, uh, we have a match there. Then here's the one here. So, you know, we're going to get to these next two wrestlers for FXE, and there's been a lot going on. And, folks, pay attention tomorrow to FantasyJesterSports.com, also the Fantasy Jester page on Facebook, and Fantasy underscore Jester on Twitter. A lot's been going on, JT. A lot has been going on. I had a meeting. Yeah, I'm waiting for this. I had a meeting, and I had a meeting with Renegade. Now, you're going to see, yesterday, I uh, I had started out meeting with Everett, Everett Lee, who's going to be our backstage guy. And uh, Everett was here. We were talking. He's leaving my office. And who's walking in? The renegade. Shoves him out of the way, just walks into the office and closes my door. And and we talked. We talked. And uh, it's real simple. We both don't like each other. (laughs) But we're willing to. No. Yeah. But we're willing to work together, okay, because, A, I recognize, you know, what kind of wrestler he really is. You know, if I if I can somewhat keep him under control, I pretty much uh, – I, I dare anybody, and I'm going to throw this out there. I, I really dare anybody to bring uh, a wrestler that beats Renegade. Uh, I, I have that kind of faith in him that FXE has the kind of guy that I can throw a challenge out there and say, guys, bring me your wrestler, bring it one-on-one, and I want to see the guy who beats. And so far, you know, what? I, what's funny is I said this the other day, and it was funny because American Militia took a little umbrage to that. And you might see somewhere down the road uh, a Militia wanting a piece of Renegade too. They've already gone well, at they've it already once got it here. Going. Yeah, they've Not already gone at it once here. So I wouldn't be surprised after uh, after Renegade gets done with uh, Hound Dog, and that's pretty much where that's all going. Is our final match of the night, our main event is going to be the Puerto Rican Hound Dog versus the Renegade. It was real simple, JT. Uh, you know me. If I want something, I just want it. And uh, he is, uh, for lack of a better word, he can be bought. 
So um, <laughs> there's one thing that solves all all problems in this world, okay? I've noticed one thing in the business world, okay? Money talks uh-huh. and BS walks. So he came in. Well, there's that. He came in and he thought he was going to be all intimidating and all that. And I got to be honest with you. I told him, save it, save it, save it for the ring. Okay. What's it going to take to get you in the ring for FXE? Just, I, I, I don't give a, you know, I don't, I don't care if anybody really likes me, let alone the wrestlers. Okay. If you like me, great. But in Renegade's case, he doesn't like me. And you know what? I don't care. Just go wrestle. Go do your – here, I'm going to pull a Belichick. Do your job, okay? And that's all I'm asking from him. Go wrestle. Go bury people. That's what I want from you. Now, how much does it cost to get that to happen? And that's what we did. We sat. We talked, okay? And fortunately for Uncle Jester, I, I have – more than one little piggy bank here. So I had to break. Yeah, don't don't say anything, but I had to break poor Jeffrey Pig. Oh. Yeah, little Jeffrey you is did. gone now from my pig, piggy bank collection. And uh, I had to actually you, fork over a couple of coins to uh, renegade. And uh, You huffed and you puffed and you blew his house in. You you want to make light of the situation, sir. I was attached to Jeffrey. Uh, I've had him since I was a child. Uh, I had to glue his little uh, tail back on uh, when I broke it accidentally. It, it, we've had a long time together, and now he's yeah. gone forever. So, you know, I'm glad him being Everybody gone forever is nothing to you. Yeah, well, hey, listen, Was it Jeffrey sorry. with a J or Jeffrey with a G? Sir, I, I need to get off the subject. Actually, it's upsetting me. Um, one of the other visits that I had, uh, and I missed him, and we're, we're scheduled to talk. Uh, matter of fact, we're scheduled to talk the day after Thanksgiving, folks, on Friday. I talked with Joey Cage, finally. Oh, he had that's what I've been waiting to hear. Yeah, I guess he stopped by, and uh, he wanted to make it known he hasn't gone anywhere, and... Uh, you know, MMA guys are kind of weird. I think it, he's taken a couple of shots to the head. You know, I mean, he strikes me as one of those tofu eating, you know, let me eat dirt and meditate 24 Dude. hours a day kind of guy. I don't, I don't you know. You know how you like tofu. He's a weird, yeah, right. That's how I got those biggers on tofu. Um, I got this big because I like pizza. pizza. Well, well, wait a minute. Does that mean the suspension is lifted or is it still intact? I mean, what's going on with that? Well, uh, it'll probably uh, be lifted. He he was pretty sincere about his ideas about how he wants to go about things. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I'm going to do this. Here, here's what I told him. I said, I'll talk to him on Friday. And assuming that we settle everything, I'm going to bring him with us when we go over to Fort Ritchie because I want to see what he does in the ring. I might be wasting my time here. So here's what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and he's going to wrestle against one of the amp guys. He's going to go against Richie Pepperfield guy. That's got some experience. Okay. Here's, yeah. He's a high, high flying kind of guy. Okay. 
Um, but he is somebody who has some ring experience. So I like it for Joey Cage because this is something for one of my developmental guys to go ahead, get his feet wet. And depending on how he does, we'll take it from there. Uh, next match, the next set of matches that we're going to have in January, you'll see Mako involved in one of those. So we've got some things coming up. But one of the things that I want to talk about before now we get back to WWE and everything there, folks, is FXE is really working to bring you some of the best shows. And what we're doing here is, uh, let me explain a little bit so that you have an idea of what to expect and what's coming down the pike. And in particular, the one show that people want to know about. Our home venue is going to be a, a regular setup, and we're going to be there more times than not, once a month. But every so often, we're going to do our own pay-per-view event at a different venue, at a different location, and each location will be dependent on what we're trying to accomplish, whether it's the type of show we're having or the type of charity that we're trying to help or the type of person that we're trying to help or the school that we're trying to help. Or, you know, it, a lot of times it's going to be guided by who we're trying to help, okay? Because a good portion of our shows is going to go to a charity or to a school that we're trying to get money to, uh, whether or, or somebody like Gary Ruat, who we're helping with some medical bills, folks. These are the type of things. And these are the guys that are going to be working the shows that are putting themselves out there to give you great entertainment so that we can help different people and give back to our community. Now, in those different venues, I have mentioned that we're going to do pay-per-view events. Now, those pay-per-view events, those are going to be events, and it's going to end with a match. It'll have an intermission because we're going to tell everybody this is the time kids should leave. If you have a child, okay, and that child is under the age of 15, that child should leave. I, 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 we're, we've had people trying to push that down to 13. We're going to talk about that a little further, okay? Because the point being is that last match when we're not at our regular venue is going to be extreme. Now, what do I mean by that? Yes, I can promise you we will have a cage match. And it is not going to be friendly cage match where, you know, oh, hi, yeah, hey, great. Oh, I'm wrestling my buddy in there. No, I'm going to get two guys that actually do hate each other. Let me explain something to you about the wrestling world, folks, okay? There are guys out there that they're buddy-buddy, and there are guys out there that can't stand each other. And you know what? There's nothing better than for me licking my chops, booking two guys that truly hate each other for a cage match. Now, I wish that was the match that I was talking about, but you know what? If that's the match I'm talking about, that makes me no better than a bunch of wrestling productions out there, does it? I need to be different. JT, if there's anything that you know about me, I need to be the showman. I need to be different. 
I need to stand out in the crowd. Absolutely. I mean, just look at the beard. I mean, that, that's all you need to know. Right Rest there. my case. Look at the pictures of the beard, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And that's your personality, and it fits you. If, you know, I think they coined the phrase, it's uh, my way or the highway for you. Oh, and, and, you know, here's the thing, folks. I believe I can put on a match that I, I unless somebody shows me, I, I, I don't think it's been done. Okay. 2017 FXE Florida Extreme Entertainment is proud to present the Ring of Fire show. At this show, at this show, the match, the last match of the night, the extreme match of the night is called the Up in Flames match. JT, we're going to have two men go into a ring and battle. There will be no draw. There will be no disqualification. You either win or you lose. And the loser will be set on fire for losing. <laughs> and you know the best part of this, Jester? I'm Go sitting ahead. next to the ring for all this action. This is all. I can't wait for this. You'll be able to toast marshmallows off of one of the wrestlers as his career goes up in flames, literally. In flames. I will bring this more. Folks, I told you I was going to bring extreme. We are going to set fire to one of our wrestlers. I look forward to 2017, and even more so, I look forward to seeing all your faces at our shows as we bring you the best in Florida wrestling. Vince. We're coming up behind you, bud. All right. Enough about FXE and our greatness. Let's get back to uh, SmackDown Live, I guess. I mean, no. Uh, no, we're actually going to go with Raw. We got a little bit of Raw and a little bit of SmackDown. JT, real quick on Raw, was there anything uh, uh, striking that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I enjoyed the opening promo from Goldberg. He hasn't, he hasn't lost a step or missed a beat with some of his promos. They're short, concise, to the point, uh, a lot of passion and energy behind them. So, you know, that, and I will say the highlight reel was probably the highlight of the night for me. Enjoyed Jericho and KO in there with their uh, blaming Roman Reigns together. Uh, those no. two were a trip. So Stop I will it. say this, and I mentioned this to lie. somebody else. Oh, no, I mentioned this to somebody else. Is small of part, and I say small just for a pun on this, Enzo running around backstage wearing nothing kind of felt like an old school kind of promo, how they used to do stuff like that. So all in all, the Raw show was, had some good funny spots and had some decent action to it. Yeah, it seems like, you know, that I have to admit, okay, as somebody who is really, you know, I've been talking to my guys, and we had a big meeting yesterday with a couple of the guys 
about promos and, and what they should be and what they shouldn't be. And as a matter of fact, one of the guys uh, that are trying out for uh, FXE sent in a promo, and I got to admit, I sent it back. I sent it back, and you know me. Sometimes I, I'm not very tactful about things, and I just told them straight out, you know, this is FXE. If you want to go do that promo, go. that's an indie. That's a Florida indie promo. That's not an FXE promo. And there's a big difference in that just from the production value alone, but also from the creative standpoint. And that is one of the things that I'm happy to see about WWE over the past couple of weeks, uh, maybe about the past, I'm sorry, maybe about a month and a half, okay, their promos have started getting better. And I think it all started around when uh, Bray and uh, Randy were messing around with each other. And that's when you started getting, you know, some of the better older promos, a little older feel, uh, the, the, the promos over the uh, over this past Monday, the one with Enzo was great. Yeah, the one with now. Enzo was that. The one with Enzo was fantastic. Okay, really and then was. how they probably the best I've seen him. Well, it's a great promo from a lot of standpoints, and again, from from my perspective, what I'm thinking of, of as a promoter is okay. Again. You start to see my mind how it works. Okay, give me something that I haven't seen before. Okay, so I haven't seen Enzo walking around naked before. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, how do we turn that? Oh, well, okay, well, he's going to go ahead and all of a sudden find himself in front of Lana and Rusev will have to wrestle him that night because of it. There you go. Great. Excellent. Good job, guys. I like that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Put that on the air. No doubt, no doubt. That was probably one of their better ones that I liked, uh, me personally, uh, how they were able to go ahead, take an original promo, one that nobody's seen before, not the regular kind of promo, and spin it into a match. That's how you're supposed to do it. That that was one of their better ones recently. And we know why Rusev had the attitude when he came out and why he squashed him. So, you know, it told a complete story, had some humor, had some action. So I uh, definitely enjoyed that. The uh, Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman. <laughs> Poor Sammy. Sammy did yeah, Sammy took a beating. Did, did Sammy bang Linda and nobody know? <laughs> I mean, Oof. what has Sammy Zayn <laughs> well, done to Vince? I just don't get it. What has he done to Vince to get, I mean, he is just, oh, my Lord, that guy. Well, he did whatever Enzo and Cass did a few months ago, apparently, because he's taken that uh, he's taken on that mantra now of, of of getting beat down. They need to do something for Braun Strowman after him not being able to step his boot up with a twenty pound guy having his fingers wrapped around his ankle from underneath the ring. So they had to do something to get Braun's uh, momentum back, if you will. <laughs> Uh, hey, listen, he's a strong, strong man. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Hey, my, hey, listen, WWE, I know you just signed Ellsworth to a contract, but let's yeah. be honest, the Muppet Show wants Beaker back. Let him go. And we're going to get to that as we spec- talk to uh, talk about SmackDown Live. Real quick, though, uh, that Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and all that, 
uh, and where they're going with that. How do you like where they're going with it? Do you like where they're going with it or no? It just seems like they keep ruining what looks like a pretty good match by having Jericho come in. I mean, did he really need to wear the Luchador mask? We all knew it was Jericho. Let's be honest. Uh, Rollins shows that he's not afraid to do any stunt or anything in a match. The guy is fearless, um, becoming a fan of his more and more as I watch him. And it's been a while since we've heard anything from Bret Hart or anyone else about him injuring people. So, you know, maybe there's some uh, accountability in his wrestling as well. So, yeah, those two put on a pretty good show. You know, sometimes, sometimes, if you are really trying to sell something, you can you can do a move what's called, a, okay, it, it's a little too hard, a little harder than it needed to be. And, you know, if you're really trying to sell something, sometimes that happens. And, you know, here's one of the things, from being around these guys now is we're getting, we're doing our practices and all that. I've noticed it happens. You, you can't help it. Because if somebody literally steps three inches too close, well, that, that is going to cause the move to be stiff. You've got to understand how well-timed and choreographed it needs to be in order for some real damage not to occur, folks. And sometimes it's a little stiff because you're trying to put it in there and sell it, okay? But I'm going to tell you, I, from a worker, from what I've seen as an observer and somebody that has had to grade talent in different areas of in-ring ability, okay, I've taken that, you know, I, I sat and I watched it with Jimmy Hart and watched how he broke down different things about the talent. And now I've taken that and I've used it as how I'm grading guys that I want to be in my production. But I've also now, you know, there's times I'm not with Jimmy watching the show and I'm putting it into my own practice, watching the different things and grading the different wrestlers on how good they really are. And when I grade out on my scale, how I have it, when I grade out Seth Rollins, I mean, he's up there. He, he's one of the best guys. From every standpoint. So, um, yeah, no, I enjoy watching him. I, I really, I really do. Now, uh, going ahead, if we take a look, <laughs> I already know where you're probably going to go that you don't like about it. So, uh, I'll let's go right there. So, you're happy about more Ellsworth matches, aren't you? Oh, how'd they sign Beaker away from the Muppet Show? I mean, they need him there. Uh, come on. I'm so sick of this guy. Uh, he He's terrible. He's horrible. Uh, he's less than a mascot. He's basically the blue meanie. Uh, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, I used to hate the Miz, but, man, I'd much rather sit and watch the Miz now with Maurice running around. I mean, he's obviously had, you know, Nathan in his corner on that one, but can't stand this guy, and yet here he is. Um, the Daniel Bryan, Miz, back and forth. You know, I did enjoy that. They always seem to put a lot of nice fire and energy into what they're doing. But uh, the best part of the show, Dean Ambrose is a Mountie. <laughs> Never I thought, thought I'd see Dudley do right, Dean Ambrose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. No, you know, I okay. 
there's a there's a couple of things about that whole AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, and Ellsworth thing. Okay, and I've said it before, and you know, I, I'm I'm gaining a lot of support with this whole thing as I talk to a bunch of people in the wrestling industry about how they just continue to hammer home and make AJ Styles look as weak as possible. And this is a guy who, you know, you look at his past. There's a reason why he's called the phenomenal one, folks. I mean, he's nowhere near his former self. And and they're wasting that kind of talent, wasting it. See, this is wrestling, folks. You've got one of the most highly trained, highly skilled athletes in your sport. I don't mind saying that. AJ Styles, and there's not a man. Listen, I've talked to guys like Larry Zabisco, Hart, American Militia, who's been around the block or two through the whole circuits, okay, and others about what's going on with AJ Styles and what a waste of his talent it is. Because everybody, all of them, love him. Love him as a worker. Love him as a wrestler. Love him as, for his abilities. And you're throwing him against Ellsworth. Ellsworth, And, and, come and on. you're telling me he couldn't, beat, he couldn't beat Ellsworth in a ladder match? Uh, you know, he can't beat Ellsworth in the ladder match. Dean Ambrose for the millionth time. Uh, get Ambrose out of there. Can we get I was somebody? When Ambrose got involved. I can we shocked. get somebody other than Ambrose involved with AJ Styles? And can we get Ellsworth the hell out of anything that has to do with the belt? You're you're making your champion look weak as hell. Sorry, uh, sorry. But would you say, hey, listen, let me ask you something. You know, we just got a couple of minutes here. We're, we're, on, the, we're on the clock here. Uh, Baron Corbin and Kane, you liking that matchup? I would have several years ago. Kane's one of my all-time favorites. He just looks so stiff and uh, predictable in the ring these days. Uh, at this point, after we've talked about his record over the last few years on other shows, which is sub, sub, sub 10%. Winning, let's get somebody with a little bit. He can't put anybody over at this point. Nobody's Kane's not putting anybody over. So let's get somebody else out there for Baron Corbin that either those two can build each other up, or you know, like you mentioned, uh, a certain person lost the NXT belt here uh, recently. Maybe we get Nakamura. him up in there. I'm telling you, why so, I, I I would put Nakamura. I, I, imagine what kind of match you'd get. And imagine what kind of pop it would get. Nakamura versus AJ Styles, folks. I mean, you know, that I mean, would be phenomenal. That is, that would be yeah, that, that is phenomenal. And you know what's phenomenal, folks? FXD Live. We are on Fire Edition. That's right. You heard it. Next year, 2017 FXD Pay-Per-View. Ring of Fire. The up and flame match. Loser will burn. The loser will get set fire. Just like we're on fire. I'm the Fantasy Jester. I'm out of here. Have a great night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Look, if you had one shot, one 
opportunity.